Failing to see Jesus for who he really is. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and happy Friday. We've made it through another week. Today we're moving on in Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verses 14 through 28. And in today's text, uh, we see an encounter between uh, Jesus and a group of people who misunderstand his identity on the basis of something that he does. And it is not uncommon for people to um, misunderstand who Jesus is. Um, Often people relegate him to being a teacher or a prophet or a holy person, but they fail to see him as a God, and they fail to see him as the divine Son of God, um, fully God and fully man, as the um, ancient creeds affirm. And whenever someone mistakes the identity of Jesus, um, asking the question why is something that is interesting to ponder. Why is it that people fail to see Jesus for who he really is? Um, sometimes they fail to see him for who he is because of their expectations. Sometimes they fail to see him for who he is because the Spirit of God is not at work in their hearts and lives, not opening their eyes to spiritual realities beyond uh, their present circumstances. Some people are so disconnected from spiritual things uh, that to perceive them is not something that they're um, spiritually in a position to do. Perceiving spiritual things would mean having a spiritual relationship with God uh, through the presence of the Holy Spirit at work in someone's heart and life. Um, The Spirit of God within us gives us discernment to understand spiritual things, things beyond the natural realm. And many people are convinced uh, that the spirit realm um, is a hoax, uh, that it doesn't exist, that there is no life after this life. There is no um, existence beyond the present moment. And um, Christians uh, just absolutely do not affirm that idea. Um, the scriptures teach us, and we have come to believe that there is uh, a life after this life, and that because of Jesus announcing the coming of God's kingdom, that eternal life begins now through our relationship with Christ. And so um, the scriptures, the gospels are full of stories of people failing to see Jesus for who he really is, and this story is exactly one of those. Well, my friends, as we embark on our study together this Friday, let's uh, spend some time seeking the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you so much that we've made it through another week with your help, with your encouragement, and with your strength uh, alongside us. Father, for my friends that are listening today, I give you thanks for them and for their commitment to your word, for their desire to grow, to be more like Jesus. And Lord, I pray that that would that would grow within each of us, that desire would grow within each of us in increasing measure that we would desire to be more like Christ. Uh, We know, Lord, that you reveal yourself in so many ways, but one of the key ways is you reveal yourself through your word, and we pray that you would show yourself um, strong, that you would reveal yourself to us in clear ways as we read and study your word today. And we ask all these things, Jesus, in your holy name. Amen. All right, this is Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through 28. Luke writes, Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. 
When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebul. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do you follow, do your followers drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Now, this is a hearty passage, and there is a lot going on here. Uh, But to break it down in simplest terms is to look at what's really taking place. Uh, Jesus was performing the miracle of uh, driving a demon out of a man who had been left mute by this demon. And when he spoke, we hear that the crowd watching is amazed. But some of the people in the crowd accuse Jesus of driving the demon out by the chief demon, (laughs) Beelzebul. (laughs) They're saying, okay, you're using Beelzebul's power to drive this demon out. And Jesus um, recognizes uh, the flaw in their logic and actually confronts them about that in verses 17 through 20. And this is really an interesting logical argument. And uh, he just kind of takes their thinking to task. And often when we misunderstand Jesus, when we fail to see spiritual things rightly, um, it's a thinking problem, right? It's it's our minds are not equipped to understand the deeper uh, spiritual insights that a situation would require. And when we get it wrong, we get it wrong because oh, it's a thinking problem. Our mind's in the wrong place. We we don't have the spiritual insight and understanding that we need. And so Jesus is confronting their thinking problem. He basically says, hey, think of it this way. A kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. A house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is, is divided against himself, Satan's kingdom can't stand. And so he says, okay, so if I'm casting out demons in the name of Beelzebul, then who are your disciples casting out demons in the name of? Uh, And so he confronts their thinking by saying, well, if I'm doing it and it's Satan divided against himself and you're doing it and it's God, what what makes that different? And so he confronts their their flawed logic. Um, And then he says, but if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. 
and he says, hey, if this, if what I'm doing is empowered by God, then the kingdom has been announced to you in the clearest possible way, and you are now responsible for what you do with that knowledge. You are now responsible for how you respond to the inbreaking kingdom of God, um, doing powerful things in your midst. And if you want to write it off, and if you want to look at that and say, that can't be of God, then that's your prerogative. But you are now responsible because the kingdom has come near. You are seeing the finger of God at work in your midst and you're denying it. And now he's confronting their spiritual hardness. He's saying, how can you look at the power of God on display in front of you and deny it? It's had to be frustrating to Jesus. And then he goes on to paint the picture a little further. Um, and I like what he says in verse 23. He says, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So he says, you know, what, what I'm perceiving, it was really an indictment of those people. He says, hey, look, you're not with me. And um, rather than being for the work of God, you're working against it. And then he goes on to talk about... Um, the way that things work in the spiritual realm, when an impure spirit is cast away from a person, they often come back looking to repossess that vessel, and they bring other demons with them. Uh, earlier in Luke's gospel, you'll remember we encountered the story about uh, Jesus um, casting out demons from a man, and the demons there called themselves legion because there were many of them. And Jesus is explaining how multiple impure spirits can inhabit a person here in verses 24 through 26. And then as he's discussing these things, a woman from the crowd yells out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. Now this woman's response was more positive and she's seeing that uh, there's something very special about this Jesus. But Jesus' reply to her is very interesting. He says, instead, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. <laughs> and it's a reminder uh, of the importance of hearing and responding to the word of God. But it is also another indictment on the people in the crowd who are uh, wrongly confronting Jesus about the way in which, the power by which he is casting out demons. He's saying, hey, look, what you people are failing to see is um, you're failing to hear the word of God and obey it. What you're seeing in front of you is is the power of God on display, and you are willfully denying it. You're willfully confronting it as something other than God's power. And um, so Jesus uh, elevates the idea that seeing him for who he is um, is people who hear the word of God and obey it. Those are the ones who belong to the kingdom. Those are the ones who have responded positively to God's word. And it is, again, an indictment on those who would challenge him here uh, with their faulty logic and their lack of faith. So a great teaching, confusing in some ways, but uh, when I find a passage confusing, um, I find it's important to break it down, distill it down into simple um, chunks, and then to let the Spirit bring clarity from there. All right, my friends, uh, kind of an interesting word to end the week on, uh, but the reminder is clear for all of us. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Um, obeying it means putting it into action. Obeying it means hearing it for what it is and saying, yes, Lord, um, I hear your call and I am, I am submitted to it. I surrender my life to you. Uh, do with my life as you see fit. And uh, that's 
a great challenge for us as we go in the weekend. Uh, may we release our lives into the trustworthy hands of God and say, Lord, you do as you see fit. All right, my friends, God bless you. Um, my prayer is that more and more you would grow to see Jesus for who he is and that you would follow him with willing and open hearts. God bless you all. Take care. We'll get caught up again on Monday.